Podcast. And I would encourage all of you listening, if you get to this point in your dreaming journey, in your lucid dreaming journey, I would encourage you to surrender to all of this. Surrender into the love. Move beyond the ego figures, the, the shadows, all of the things that are coming up in that moment, and just surrender. Have the intention within that state to surrender into everything that it wants to show you. And I feel, I know, <laughs> and can project that this will be quite an awakening for you. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Welcome beautiful souls. Good morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna. This is your weekly installment of your inner connection to your outer expression where I, your host Harrison, set the intention to nurture the loving space needed to pull back the layers restricting health, alignment and love. And you have found yourself on another solo episode with just myself, just me and my loving energy talking about a very powerful topic for healing, expansion, and growth. That topic today is lucid dreaming, the second part to my dreaming series where we're going to go deeply into lucidity and all of its powerful elements across your healing expansion. Before I get into all of this today, a couple of things as we get started. Remember, like all other episodes, if you get a lot of value out of this conversation today with myself and the, and the gems that I'll be dropping Remember that you can share this with people that you love, with friends, family members, lovers that you have in your life that can take this a bit deeper too. Remember when you share these episodes, it helps me expand the show. Also remember that if you get insight and a deeper awareness out of this, you can help me also by building the show, by leaving reviews both on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Apple down the bottom, Spotify up the top. And finally, if you want some free ways to take this inner exploration deeper, other than these episodes, of course, remember you can always go to my website, harrisonmar.com dash learn forward slash learn dash more, harrisonmar.com forward slash learn dash more. And through that, you can sign up for updates around these podcasts and download some free freebies. All right. So I want to give a quick little analysis of what's ahead. And then we'll keep it flowing here in the episode. For those of you that are tuning in that really want to make sure that this episode is for you, what I'm going to talk about today is what is lucid dreaming, right? Why is it so important? What are the best techniques to start becoming lucid in our dream state? How lucidity and the dreaming and, and the dreaming state in general that we move through with lucidity is connected to healing. Why we want to do this in the long term? What are the spiritual ramifications of all of this? And bring it all together to remind you just how empowering this all is. So that's what is ahead. Before I get into the content here, one final thing I want to share with you is a beautiful review, a beautiful review of someone that's been enjoying this dream content, this holistic content, this natural content that I've been dropping. This beautiful review is from the username. <laughs> I'm just going to pronounce, going to spell it A H G. J-F-G-S. <laughs> and the review goes like this, healing at its finest. 
I always thought I had to eat a certain way or work out more to feel better to only realize years later that it's all about the emotions. Harrison and, and everyone he includes on his podcast creates such a loving inviting container to let go and truly start healing these podcasts have all this put these podcasts have and will continue to help me so much can't wait to hear more and dive deeper into this healing journey much love and thanks thank you beautiful soul out there for leaving the review i appreciate it and it really hits my heart knowing that these episodes are giving a lot of value so i appreciate it with that Let's get into our episode today. Let's get into those points that I just alluded to earlier. And let's talk about all things lucid dreaming. All right. So where I'm going to start here is I'm going to give some resources to begin. Because remember, on this podcast, I'm really about empowering you and helping you heal and change and shift. And I realize that I am not the only source for this expansion out there in the world and i always want to empower you with more places and spaces and wise mystical beings to go to for insight into the topics so on this on this uh topic of lucid dreaming other than my other episode that i did on dreaming i would definitely go back and listen to that uh, in my podcast episodes but some books and authors here i want to shout out so first one is dreams of awakening that is the book name, and the author is Charlie Morley. The second one here is Lucid Dreaming by Robert Wagner, Robert Wagner, W-A-G-N-E-R. And the third resource here, Exploring the World of Lucid Dreaming by Stephen LeBaire, LeBaire spelled L-E-B-E-R-G-E. Those three authors, Charlie Morley, Robert Wagner, Stephen LeBaire, are powerful men uh, masculine energies in this world that are sharing a lot of information on on lucid dreaming so if you love what i'm talking about here today definitely check them out their work their guidance and that'll be an extra space and place for you to visit around this lucid conversation now what i'm going to get into is some techniques well actually no scratch that before i <laughs> before i jump to the techniques let me explain probably for new people listening what is lucid dreaming right what is what is lucid dreaming and i want to explain a little bit of why then we'll jump into techniques and then i'll go even deeper into how it all connects to your healing journey so if you listened to my first episode on dreams you heard me say and talk about that the dreamscape is two very powerful sections of reality or parts of our expansion it holds the role the dreamscape holds the role between of a loving communication between our unconscious mind and our conscious mind to help us with challenges in our waking state so communication between our unconscious and conscious mind to help us with challenges in our waking state that is often done through symbology which you're going to hear a lot about today the other role that dreams take is they are a spiritual playground in which a lot of our spiritual gifts, our spiritual connections to guides, to the nature of reality, to diving deeper into spiritual awareness in general can really occur, right? We are a multidimensional being that is made up of many energy bodies. Uh, one of those energy bodies is our spirit or soul body. And during the dreamscape, our soul body is most active. So dreams, just a, just a summary there, hold those two very important roles. 
within a normal dream, so a non-lucid dream, we are usually, it's characterized by watching the dream, observing the dream like a movie. I think many of you listening can relate to this. When you do remember your dreams, it's like you're just, you're observing a movie play out. You have no control. You're just going with the flow of the dream. A lucid dream, on the other hand, is where you gain conscious awareness in the dream and you start being able to make choices. And for example, instead of you know walking through a home, following the directions of the story, going through different rooms and doors, you can make a choice to step out of that home altogether and go in a different direction. That would be becoming lucid in the dream. Another analogy I'll share with you is think of lucid dreaming think of dreaming at large as you are a you are a, a being or a passenger in a boat on the ocean that is the dreamscape you are a passenger in a normal dream when you become lucid you now become the captain of that boat so rather than just letting that boat move through the the predetermined route that the captain is directing when you become lucid you become that captain and you can direct the boat within the ocean that is the dreamscape so i'll let you use your imagination of what that can lead to and what that can create and what magical lands you can discover what this now opens up to continuing on sort of why and what is lucid dreaming this now allows you to not only start to have some control within the dreamscape, but also start to bring in aspects of your healing. Right? For example, in the ancient world, there were temples. Right? There were temples in which people went to to not only heal, but connect with their dream state for healing. I'd ask why is this so, right? It's because I think a lot of ancient cultures in antiquity and Mr. Mr. Stephen LeBert speaks a lot about this and I really resonate with it. They knew this. They knew this connection between lucid dreaming and our healing expansion and our healing journey. I would also add in here, look at a definition of health, right? What is, what is health? So I would, I would add two definitions here. One, I would say health is starting to see that Health is not a destination, rather a state of being, a mindset where we start to see that all things across our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health are happening for us. And we can see that they're helping us towards our ultimate goals and, and, and journey ahead. Right? So health is a mindset and a state of being. While also health, I would characterize as being adaptable, being able to adapt to whatever is happening to us within the dream state. And when we become lucid, we can now practice this adaptability and we can now practice this health state of being and this health mindset. Why lucid dreaming is also powerful within our healing journey is that it helps us wake up to the real reality. It helps us see what is really going on. And what I mean by this, I'm going to share two sort of words here and, and, and understandings is the word Maya and the word dream time. First of all, Maya is often referred to in Eastern philosophies, South American, Central American philosophies, and Maya put simply is defined as the great illusion. And the great illusion is not the illusion that we go to in the dream state when we go to sleep at night. It is the great illusion of the waking reality. I would connect this to a lot of us, how a lot of us are asleep 
right? A lot of you know, people throw the word matrix around. People throw around the idea that many of us are unaware of our potential and our power. I think that is the illusion, right? When we wake up to this, when we see we can heal ourselves, when we can see that we have all the potential, all of the beautiful, loving expansion within inside of us, that is when we really wake up out of the Maya illusion. And the lucid dream state can help us do that. The dream time is the other term connects to the the native aboriginals here in australia and they refer to dream time not again not as the place we go to when we're asleep but the dream time is the waking reality in which we all create together the dream the collective dream that we all create i would assert that both maya and the dream time can be further delved into while we are asleep at night through lucid dreams but we get to see through the veil of the real levels of consciousness. And I'm going to go into why these things are later here, but just to sit with these as we start to flow. With all of that, I hope that gives us some sort of foundation here about what is lucid dreaming, why it's important a little bit. I'm going to go into it more, like I said, towards the end of this episode. But with that foundation now, I want to connect into how we can start lucid dreaming, right? What are some techniques to be conscious, to become that sailor in the ocean within the dreamscape? And I think the first most popular one, and these, I, I would, a few of these here are connected to this. This is something called state testing or environment testing or sort of where you're at testing the testing where you, whether you're asleep or awake in the conscious waking reality state testing is very simply when you walk into any new environment you check right is that environment a dream state or is that environment a waking reality because we have to remember a big part of our dreams they are projecting and showing us through the, the experiences that we've lived they they use those layers to give us messages. Remember back to the definition of dreams. They use the experiences that we've had as layers to give those messages through, right? So for example, if I need to receive a message about education and my relationship with learning, then the dreamscape is going to use my memories of my high school, my, my university, my you know elementary school experiences as a way to relate to me to give me the said messages, right? So what we can start to do is start testing each new environment we walk into to see if we are awake or asleep. And there are a couple of ways that we can do this. First of all, is checking our hands. This is probably the most popular lucid dreaming technique that is out there. And put very simply, how we can start to do this is whenever we walk into a new room, we can get into the habit of looking down at our hands, flipping them over, palms facing up, palms facing down, and observing how our hands look. Obviously, in the waking state, our hands will look like normal hands right when we flip them over. But what tends to happen in the dreamscape is that those hands will shift and morph and change size and look differently or add certain elements. So when we start to add this state check now, once we notice that the hands start morphing and shifting, that's when we can have the realization that we're in a dream and that's when we become conscious or lucid. Another state check is looking for writing, right? starting to read any writing that is aware, that is, that is present in the environment. 
So if it is a newspaper, if it's a TV, if it's a billboard, if it's a book in the waking reality, we'll be able to read those words and they'll be very normal. In the lucid reality, words and text like this is very hard for our subconscious, unconscious to get down into the minutia. So we'll, we'll read those, we'll go to read those words and they'll be blurry. They'll be funny shapes. They won't be fully there. This is again, another state test that we can start to implement first in our waking reality, walking to a new room, getting in the practice of reading words. And then when we're in the, in the dream state, this will become a habit. Another state test I would add in is the ability to fly. <laughs> and this is a, a common first time lucid experience flying and getting out into the universe and, 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 and leaning into this super skill, this superpower. So just, you know, <laughs> I'm just thinking of people trying this in the waking state. You don't have to jump off the ground, but simply by adding the intention of internally repeating, I'm going to try and fly and then see what happens. And now this becomes a state test that we do in the lucid state. In the lucid state, when we set that intention, we'd actually lift off the ground and start moving. So those three are a good place to start, checking the hands, checking the writing, and starting to fly. Another technique I want to share with lucidity here is really moving from expectation into intention. And people who follow me a lot, maybe have heard me speak about the difference between these two. I'm going to highlight them very quickly here now is intention is A plus B equals X. Expectation is A plus B equals C. What I mean by that is expectation is I'm going to do this thing plus that thing, and I'm going to get this specific result. Intention is I'm going to do this thing plus that thing, and I'm going to get a very open-ended result, and I'm going to trust that that result is best for me. We can apply this to the lucid state. So for example, instead of narrowing down saying that I'm going to dream tonight and have this amount of lucid dreams for this amount of time and experience the flying that Harrison said, switching that expectation around into, I set the intention that tonight or over the next few days, you know, I'm going to start to become more lucidly aware and I'm going to trust that however that appears to me is how I'm meant to experience it. Notice the difference here. We are now allowing ourselves to experience the unexpected. We're allowing ourselves the ability to experience lucidity in the way that we're meant to rather than the way that we think we should. So really adding in this within your lucid technique of setting an intention, not an expectation before bed. The next technique I would give here connected to this is really looking at your beliefs and shadows around your power and ability to lucid dream. For example, many of us don't really believe that we're powerful as individuals in general. So me explaining this idea of lucid dreaming, especially connected to your healing here, you might be unconsciously or consciously aware of a voice inside of you that says, I can't do this. I don't, this is just a Harrison thing. This is, this is not for me. This is, I can't possibly do this. I would really look at those voices, look at those beliefs, look at those thoughts, because this in itself will stop you from lucid dreaming. 
Right? If you listen to my first dreaming episode, you heard that a big part of nightmares is our un- unconscious speaking to us. The dreamer is always dreaming about the dreamer. So if your unconscious is made up of all these limiting beliefs around your potential power and ability, then you're not going to get things done. Right? Your unconscious loves you and it's going to lean into whatever thought you keep watering or whatever belief you keep sustaining. So start rewriting these beliefs. Start adding in new thought forms that actually build you up rather than then take you down. And this is another tip here before bed. You can actually start sharing and expressing affirmations, right? Affirmations such as I am powerful. I have all the potential inside of me to connect into lucid dreaming. I have all the power inside of me and potential inside of me to connect into lucid dreaming to start healing, right? I am a spiritual being having a human experience and my lucid dreams are a playground in which I can lean into that. So these affirmations before bed are now invoking the real reality, right? Not the limited one that may have been programmed through you. Moving through some other techniques here. I hope you're enjoying this. I hope you're getting some value. The next technique is being mindful. And this is more of a technique once you become lucid, but I'm going to mention it here anyway. Being mindful of too much excitement and too much emotion when you are trying to become lucid and then become lucid. And I want to be careful because in, in waking state, I don't think there is such thing as too much emotion, but when we are over overflowing with emotion in the dream state, especially when becoming trying to become lucid, this emotion and excitement can tend to push us out of lucidity and even wake us up. So we want to walk the line. I think of a tightrope when we become lucid. We want to bring in the awareness and then become lucid and then you know allow the emotions to move through us, but balance it, right? Don't you come back to state checks, checking your hand, looking at writing, looking at your feet. Don't allow the emotions to become too much to push you out of the lucid state and the dream altogether. So that's a big one. That's a big technique. Another technique here for becoming lucid is keeping a lucid score, gamifying your lucid experience. So this is one that uh, I, I practice a big chunk of these, but this is one that I, that I'm a big fan of personally. And it really starts to build the momentum and momentum and the motivate motivation for becoming lucid in the dream state. What I mean by gamifying, keeping a lucid score really, you know, out of a score of one to 10, you know, rate what happened in your dreams in regards to becoming lucid, right? So did you try to fly? Did you check your hands? Did you look for riding? Did you balance your emotions? Did you share affirmations before bed? Did you feel feel powerful? All of these are metrics that you can now start keep tracking of when you wake up. And the idea here is to not logically or break it down. It's to start rewarding yourself and celebrating yourself for the steps that you are taking. Because remember, when we are motivated and we feel excited about these kinds of practices, that in itself propels us forward, right? That in itself starts to expand the experience, starts to really give us more of what we want, i.e. in this experience, opportunities to become lucid. So in the morning, when you, walk, when you write down your dreams, which 
if you listen to the first episode, you should be doing. Also add a lucid score, add a lucid score of one to 10 or zero to 10 of how well you went. Another technique here for becoming lucid is much like I talked about in the first dreaming episode about how our nightmares and the scary elements in our dreams are representations of our psyche and that we should embrace them and love them. I would also add this tip here, right? Embracing all shadows, scary elements, things that come up in your dreams with love, compassion, acceptance, and forgiveness. Because remember, these parts are you, right? So when you embrace and love and accept and forgive these parts, these shadow aspects, not only does this add to your healing, which I'll talk about soon here, but this becomes an opportunity to become lucid as well. Because by the act of adding in this intention of accepting your nightmares, that's you becoming consciously aware in the dream, i.e. lucid. Right? So really doubling down into this technique. I would, this also flows into the next one here of removing a sense of separation between you and the things that are happening in the dream world. Right? I'm not saying that you need to go into a deep state of oneness. I'll, I, I will talk about that today, but... Uh, I am saying start to see that your whole dream world is you in many ways. And by seeing that you remove the separation and you start to really see what the dream actually is. And by doing this, this helps you become conscious and aware. A couple more here now to just to wrap up these techniques before I go a bit deeper into why do we even need to do all this? You know, how this connects to healing. I just elaborate on that a bit more, a couple more techniques. The next one is don't be too goal focused. So this goes back to what I was speaking before about expectation and intention. Just be mindful, have open-ended goals, right? So instead of I'm going to dream tonight, like I said, and have this amount of lucidity with meeting these people doing these things, you know, have, have open-ended goals. Right, tonight I'm going to become lucid and then I want to lean into the idea of healing something I'm working on, for example, at the moment, healing my tinnitus right? and the feeling and, and expressing the emotions that might be connected to that in the dreamscape. So it's a bit open-ended, right? Yes, it's specific with the tinnitus example, but I'm open to whatever emotions, whatever things I feel, whatever things that need to be released. Right? So be mindful of the goals that you set. Don't have them narrow, have them open. last one, last technique here that I want to share for becoming lucid is be careful of fear and rejection. So this connects back to the shadows. This connects back to what I was saying before about belief systems that bring you down, but really focusing on these two words, fear and rejection. Where are you fearing this idea of lucidity? Where are you rejecting this idea of lucidity? Right, Focusing on those two words and ask yourself a very serious question. Do you fear lucid dreams? Do you fear what is going on? Has someone you know, programmed you to think that you know, nightmares and all the things in the dreamscape are you know, woo-woo spiritual stuff? Is it, has someone said to you that dreams are dangerous or becoming lucid is dangerous, that you're going to get sick, all these things? Has someone said to you again, with the rejection piece that this is not meant to be. This is something maybe, for example, you grew up in a particular culture or religion that saw this as sort of voodoo or saw this as something that should be relegated into devil's work. Really looking at what are the parts that you are rejecting and what are the parts you're holding onto fear around? Because this fear, this rejection will continue, if not exacerbate 
in the dreamscape and definitely stop you from becoming lucid. So those are a few quick techniques to become lucid. I hope that gives you some value. And there's some places to begin. I would I agree with some of the the people that I quoted at the start, Stephen LeBaire, uh, Robert Wagner, Charlie Morley. They all tout this point, and I agree with it. Is don't try all these things at once. <laughs> I would focus on one at a time, or maybe two at a time, and just start becoming having this as a practice and a ritual. When you start to do this. Now you start to really make this a lifestyle rather than just this one-off thing that you heard Harrison talking about in a podcast. This ultimately can be something like brushing your teeth or exercising or you know, eating food. This is a technique, a lifestyle, a modality to heal that can become part of your reality if you allow it to be so. So. Speaking of healing, I now want to explain even more in depth now some points here around how this connects to our healing. Why do we why do we even want to do this? I know I went into this at the start of the conversation, but now I want to expand on it further with some with some understandings here. And the first one is really seeing that lucid dreaming can be a powerful way to not just overcome our fears, like I was just speaking to, but also move through and and release and integrate and heal our trauma. If you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that this is really one of my goals as a practitioner, as a someone that makes this podcast really speak about how we can heal our trauma. And lucid dreaming is a way that we can do that, right? Because the lucid state and the dream state in general is where we are able to connect to all parts of our being, not just our physical being, but our mental, our emotional and spiritual being. So we can ask, like using my example around the tinnitus, I can now take this physical ailment and in my lucid state, ask about the emotions that are being suppressed, repressed, connected to it and feel them, release them, heal them, let them flow. In a lucid state, I can ask about these elements. I can ask about, you know, help me feel and acknowledge the anger around that trauma that I experienced in my in that car accident, right? In the lucid state, I can walk into a home that allows me to express the sadness that I might be holding into around an abuse that I went through. So lucid dreaming is a way that we can start trauma, trauma healing, right? And I actually... And I'll put a little health disclaimer here. If you are moving through any of these kinds of experiences, remember this is never meant to be medical advice. This is something to, this is an adjunct to the work that you do with a practitioner and working with someone and all these things, right? But I would assert in my experience, my opinion, that this can be a, a part of your healing of PTSD. This can be a part of your healing from, you know, abuse and sexual trauma and all these things, right? Because the lucid state, we really get to experience all of what we are. Another way that lucid dreaming helps us heal is through inner child communication, right? We in the lucid state can invoke and call to our inner child. 
right? If anyone has done any kinds of meditations with me, if you have heard me speak about the inner child, we know that this is a beautiful inner relationship that we have, a, a inner dialogue that we have with a part of ourselves. Well, in the lucid state, you can request that this part of yourself steps forward. That little child, that little boy, that little girl manifest in the dream state and now appears to you to have any kind of discussion you desire. Right, so lucid dreaming now becomes a way to connect to our inner child and reparent our inner child and heal, help us heal with the inner child. As I just discussed, you know, lucid dreaming is a way to repress to move through repressed emotion and release and bring awareness. If you heard my podcast on the seven A's of healing, you understood that acceptance and awareness and anger are part of the healing journey. All three of those things are enhanced in the lucid state. Heavily, 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 heavily. Another way that the lucid state can help us heal is it connects the physical to the emotional. Again, using my tinnitus example, I can start to see now where my physical ailments, what are the exact emotions, what are the exact feelings, what are the exact energetics behind the either the root of the physical ailment or at very least the, exact, the exacerbation of it. We can see it very vividly. We can feel it very vividly. And I know for a lot of you listening, sometimes these concepts sound very abstract. But in reality, and in the lucid dreaming state, they can move beyond the abstract into very understandable symbols, you know, experiences, conversations that might show up as figures that you create and ask for. It builds and emphasizes this language through our holistic system. And I would expand that out to not just the physical and emotional connection. It also shows the mental health and physical connection. And as I said at the start of this chat, it would also show the physical health, uh, the spiritual health connection to our physical health. All right. So let's keep it flowing and continuing here with how the lucid dreaming connects to healing and to, you know, give you motivation to really flex this lucid muscle that we all have. The next really link I want to make here is when we start to lucid dream and when we start to bring about these, these connections and this exploration, what it does is it brings a deeper respect for our physical body, for our, for our healing journey, for the emotions that we feel, the feelings that we feel. Because you start to, to really become aware of all the links like I've just been talking about. So the respect in itself is a way that we can heal. A lot of us, myself included, for a long time, we, we project outwards for our sense of love, our sense of healing, our sense of respect, our sense of power, our sense of potential. And we overlook the beautiful temple that is our being through the lucid state, this respect, this honoring, this celebration, this understanding, this gratitude really is emphasized, really is becomes into your awareness. 
if you can imagine becoming lucid in a dream and then having all that emotion move through you and that excitement and that potential. I don't know about all of you listening, but to me, when I experience that and even visualize it right now, it really shows me just how powerful I actually am and how this human being, this spiritual being having human experience through this physical body really has no bounds. And this respect in itself helps us with our healing and connection to lucid dreaming. The next point here is gratitude, healing through gratitude. We can, in the lucid state, one of the ways you can start to help us heal even deeper is feeling what gratitude does. People have heard the under- or understand the idea of when we're in an attitude of gratitude, it really attracts, makes us an attractor for the things that we deserve to have in our world, not just abundance, not just relationships, but our healing in the lucid state. Gratitude is supercharged. It's optimized. Goes the same with affirmations. So you could, in the lucid state, I'll give example here, in the lucid state, you could practice your affirmations of gratitude that maybe some of you are already doing in your morning or evening rituals. You can practice these once you become lucid, but the difference is you'll feel it a lot more. You'll feel the embodiment of what gratitude actually is. Because remember, in that heightened state of lucidity, you have all the parts of your being are, are supercharged. So when you use affirmations of gratitude, you will start to realize and transplant and photocopy into your into your body across all aspects, what that feeling of gratitude actually is. So then when you're awake, you can tune into it more easily to use for your healing, to use for your stepping forward through suffering. The next way that lucid dreams can help us heal is through our hands specifically. So what I mean by this is our hands are a powerful conduit of energy like healing energy. If anyone's ever had Reiki, either if you're a practitioner or you have received Reiki, you know the importance of the hands to transmute healing energy to another. Within the lucid state, our hands, like affirmations, like the gratitude, become supercharged with this energy. And a technique that you can actually apply is when you become lucid. Let's say that you are having a challenge with your gut and you want to heal it in the lucid state. You can actually tune into your hands, imagine and visualize the powerful light, a loving light of healing around the hands, and then use those hands on that area. And I think what you'll find is something very surprising if you try this. The hands now become a conduit of this healing, loving light energy, and they start healing the areas. So these Reiki hands, I would call them, uh, are now modulated even further in the lucid state. And they become a powerful technique and tool that you can use for healing once you become lucid. The next healing element here is, I've wrote it down as thoughts become things. What I mean by that is, maybe you've heard this term, that our thoughts become things, or our thoughts can become other people's things in the conscious waking state. Well, this doesn't have to be, maybe some of you listen to that term, they think, oh, that's, that's a bit spiritual and woo-woo. Well, you can test this in the lucid state. 
just I want you to see just how powerful this idea is of actually thinking. Remember, I've been talking about the power of intention today through lucid dreaming, how thinking becomes a reality in the lucid state. For example, when we want to fly to some destination in the lucid state, let's say that you've, you're having a dream about an open field, you see a castle or a structure in the distance. How we fly to that destination is not by flapping our hands and, and doing you know, flying techniques. No, you actually intend yourself over there through the act of flying. So you think about it or you feel about it, set the intention, and then you start doing it. What I'm highlighting here is that this really emphasizes and shows you beautiful examples of the power of our thoughts and that our reality truly begins within us. The reality outside of us truly begins with inside of us. So seeing this in the lucid state and then embodying it more again in the waking state. The next element here is seeing how the figures in our dreams can really become parts of our spiritual awareness. So I'm going to speak more about this in a second, but this connection to healing around lucid dreaming, we need to start seeing that. I've explained before in these lucid episodes that a lot of the figures in our dreams are representations of us. Yes, very true. But remember the other side of dreaming, the spiritual playground. And in my first dreaming episode, I talked about the possibility of people, spirits, entities visiting us in the dreamscape. What you can do when you become lucid is you can actually request that if you're in a, in a room, for example, with a lot of people, you can actually request all of the thought forms, all of the parts of your consciousness that are you, remember the dreamer, dreaming about the dreamer, ask all of those elements to fade away. And then look at the figures that are left. The figures that are left, uh, I'm going to just try and put this as simply as I can, are not you. There's something else going on there. And within connection to healing, we can start connecting and talking to and relating to these other figures, right? Remember, these other figures could be spirit guides. These other figures could be, you know, other loving entities, angels, past loved ones, ancestors, you know, starseed, extraterrestrial beings, all of these, all of these entities that can visit you in the dreamscape. So you can start communicating, seeing, expressing within the lucid state with these beings, asking them questions, connecting to them deeper, feeling emotions with them. I would connect this to the next point here. You can use these figures now in the lucid state to help you overcome thought forms, overcome belief systems. Right? belief systems that are keeping you down, belief systems that are stopping you from expressing your voice, expressing your power, stopping you from leaning into abundance, using these figures to ask about all these things. I would take it a step further and say that you could also use this state of being in the lucid and being in the lucid awareness, speaking to these figures to connect to the collective unconscious. Right. Remember that the idea, and stick with me. I'm going to get super deep here. But if you've been listening this long, I'm sure you can. I'm sure you you can go deep into this world. Remember that we are not separate from everyone else. And in our dream state, especially within the lucid state, we can start to see this. So we can connect to the collective unconscious through these dream figures. We can also do this in another 
example here I'm going to give in a second, but just to put this point home, speaking to these figures that are not parts of parts of us, we can overcome beliefs. We can connect to the collective consciousness and see how other people are experiencing their lucid state, see the other shadows that are impacting us as a collective being rather than an individual being. Remember, we are a microcosm of the macrocosm. So when we work on collective challenges, i.e. think about what's happening with COVID, i.e. think about what's happening with the with the with everything in Europe, think about what's happening with the, you know, the Johnny Depp trial. When we speak to these figures and ask them about collective unconscious challenges and work on them, that heals us too. So I hope that one resonates. I hope that makes sense for all of you listening. I'll speak more about the collective unconscious in a second, but let's, I want to hit another point. Let's move on. I, I also want to connect healing here to lucid dreaming through the idea of something called tacit, tacit knowledge. And uh, Mr. Stephen LeBaire talks about this. Carl Jung speaks about this and tacit knowledge, put very simply is the part of our memory that we think we've forgotten, but we haven't. Right. There is an unconscious, subconscious part of us that is always taking note of the reality that we live in. This is why we can have dreams about people that we've thought we've forgotten by places that we, we thought we'd never remember. This is your tacit knowledge. And you can learn once you're in the lucid state connected to your healing journey to start mining this tacit knowledge for gems, for, for healing, for expression, right? Connecting this back to the in a child state, a lot of us don't remember in our conscious waking state, the things that we've moved through as a child, as a the trauma that we've faced, but we've, we have a feeling inside of us that we need to move through at the moment. So in the lucid state, tap into this tacit knowledge and request to experience, to feel, to move through the memories that were quote unquote forgotten so you can heal. So you can let go. I would take this even further. So not just into bring back memories of the things that you think you've forgotten in this lifetime. I would also connect this to your past lives and your ancestral healing. You In the lucid state, you can bring these forward too, because they're part of your unconscious subconscious too, not just memories from this lifetime but memories from your mother line, your father line, and also memories from your past lives. So request and ask for these to be brought forward. Ask for these to be shown to you so you can, in the lucid state, learn and communicate and expand through them. That's a big one, okay? And remember that a lot of our limiting beliefs, our trauma that we deserve to heal through, a lot of them is not ours. It's from these past lives, from this, these ancestral lines. So use the lucid state to connect. The last sort of topic here I'm going to hit on with lucid dreaming and how it connects to our healing is a spiritual one. And I spoke about this a second ago with the dream figures, but I'm going to go a bit deeper into it now. And I want to start by asking you a very simple question. If I'm in that, in that scenario where 
all of the parts of me have gone, the figures that represent me have gone. And then those figures remain, those, those autonomous figures that might be our guides, might be other loving entities or might be even something else. Ask yourself the question, what put them there? What are they relating with? Also ask yourself the question, going back to the analogy that I asked, that I said at the start of, of this podcast with the sailor in the ocean, I said to you that you become the sailor in the ocean, but what is, what is the force in the dreamscape that directs the ocean? When we become lucid, we're not, we're not creating the dream. We're directing our choices within the dream. So again, I want to ask, ask you the question, what is creating the dream? And this for me is probably the most exciting part of both dreaming in general and lucid dreaming, because now we really get to relate with this question. What is the thing that is behind it all? What is the force? What is the consciousness? What is the energy behind the dream, behind the lucid dream, behind the figures that come in that seem to have past lives and, and different experiences that can speak to us, whether they're loving entities or not. And this is where I want to expand on the idea of when you become lucid and this connects to your healing journey, we can start meditating in our lucid state. And I spoke about this in my first episode. When we start to become lucid and we start meditating as a practice. Now what we do is we can connect into these questions of what is the energy? What is the consciousness, the higher consciousness that is directing not only the lucid and the dream state, but remember, ideally, I don't think there's a separation between dreaming at night and the dream time of the waking state. So when we start to actively meditate, when we become lucid in the dream, not only do we start to feel deeper connections with meditations, we connect easier to that meditative state. We connect easier to that blissful state of meditation. We have increased energy. We have altered perception. But now what we start to do is we move through the deeper layers of the dream. And we might actually experience feelings of oneness. We might actually feel experience feelings of interconnected collective understandings. We might actually experience. We might actually experience what we actually are. And put it very simply, what we actually are is God, is divine, is the oneness experiencing itself, or love experiencing itself. And I would encourage all of you listening, if you get to this point in your dreaming journey, in your lucid dreaming journey. I would encourage you to surrender to all of this. Surrender into the love. Move beyond the ego figures, the, the shadows, all of the things that are coming up in that moment, and just surrender. Have the intention within that state to surrender into everything that it wants to show you. And I feel, I know, <laughs> and can project that this will be quite an awakening for you. 
And I would love to hear the experiences that come up out of this for you. As someone who actively tries to move through this, I've started feeling glimpses of it. And much like all of you, this is a practice that I'm always continually trying to get better at and practice with all the techniques I've shared today. But this is the goal for me. This is one of my biggest intentions is to really connect to this higher consciousness awareness realm, connect to the dreamer behind the dreams, the, the energy, the force behind the dream world. And if that is not healing, if that, if that doesn't empower you and remind you of what you are across your mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual being, I'm not sure what will. <laughs> With that, I do want to wrap this up here. And I want to say a few more things before we close it up. I hope these understandings around the, the dream world, the connection to healing, the techniques can really add to your healing journey. I want to share a, a Carl Jung quote here that really highlights the importance of this, if it wasn't evident already. And the Carl Jung quote is, he who looks outside dreams, he who looks inside awakes. And I think everything we've talked about today really highlights this, highlights how this practice can really awaken you in all forms of that word. So let me know. Let me know how this goes. Let me know what your experience. Let me know if this brings you value, brings, this, brings you insight. I've have already had a lot of beautiful souls reaching out to me on Instagram and Clubhouse explaining just how much this podcast is helping them. I'm so grateful. But please realize you can always keep telling me. Oh, there's no such thing as too much love. So send it through. Let me know how this goes, how your techniques expand a bit deeper. Uh, remember that you can leave your love, your what you gained from this, the gems in reviews on Apple and Spotify. You can also send me any questions in those reviews too, right? That I can answer on future episodes. I would also mention that this is a big part of what I do for a living as a coach. So if you're re resonating to this lucid state and this how this connects to our dream, how this connects to our healing and our dreaming world in general, please feel free. You can always reach out to me. And if you feel like you are ready to take this even deeper with, with this topic and all the, all the things I talk about on this podcast, then uh, know that I'm always here and we can work one-on-one -on -one with your specific challenges and help you move through what you need to move through. But remember, until then, this will always be a free resource that you can use, much like my website. Again, if you go to Harrison Ma, Ma spell M-E-A-G-H-E-R.com forward slash learn dash more, you can sign up for my newsletter and get other tools, much like what we talked about here today to take this a bit deeper for you into your healing journey. A reminder to, if you've enjoyed this episode, go back and listen to some of the others, right? Definitely go back and listen to the first stream episode. If you connect to the inner child elements, listen to that one. And I uh, hope you get, I hope that gives you and, and I hope you get extra value out of those. But with that beautiful beings, thank you for listening today. I love you very much. And uh, I'll catch you next time. 
here on the Cosmic Love Antenna. But until then, have a wonderful evening, morning or afternoon, wherever you are in the world. And I'll talk to you very soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R. thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with ElectroCast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of ElectroCast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join ElectroCast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to ElectroCast.com and join our community today. Electricast, transform your influence. Electricast. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Electricast.